Today's shoutouts gotta start with Epicentro. Thank you so much for letting me drum, even though that was kind of a short man notice and not me asking as much. And then also for having my back for stuff later in the day. Let me just get right into it. The trade rumors is what everyone wants to know. Look, it's the end of the MLS season. Sorry, transfer window. Every single day, Leach is getting offers, especially for someone like Jackson Eagle, who is a high-profile guy. He's played with the national team. He's our captain. He's going to be in a lot of offers. I think it was a slow news day. We haven't had anyone come in. We want people to come in. I think it just, that one got leaked because almost every day he's probably getting offers for Yule and other players. So I think that one just got leaked. I don't see that one happening. I don't see the Cade one happening, going to other places right now. Lopez, on the other hand, I can see happening. I think we really kept him to bring up his value. I think he wants to leave, not in the sense of he hates it here, but in the sense of he wants to go to Europe, which is respectful. I don't think anyone's going to really hate on that. So if it is truly a seven-figure deal for Marcos Lopez, I say take it unless Marcos has said, yeah, I want to stay here for three more years, unless you get a lot. It's only La Liga I want to leave for or a certain team he wants to leave for. Sure, keep him. He helps in the defense. We know that, but... If it's seven figures and you're about to lose them on a free, without a doubt, sell them. No hard feelings either way and take it. Apparently the broadcast was horrendous again. Uh, yeah, ESPN Plus blacked it out for people even in the Bay Area. That's it's ridiculous. The, I'm not too big of a fan of the Apple deal, but this is making it look incredible. Uh, one thing that I didn't really see, but apparently I heard after the game, is Paul Marie and Marcos Lopez both were issued double yellows post-game uh, in the... Hunnell hallway they apparently were arguing with the referee apparently it was also a very undeserved red from what I've heard uh, I, I don't know how much of this is rumor how much of this is true but there is a chance that we are going to be without either of them for the inner Miami game who are in form I think Gonzalo Higuain just scored three or four in their last game uh, which I believe is yesterday from when I'm filming this same day we played so as far as what we're going to go out, obviously I think Tommy's going to start now. The difficult part is, it, can Shea play a whole game? Are we going to put Utsen in there? Is he healthy? Will Richmond, he played wing back for the Celta Vigo game, but he's been young, hasn't had experience. So many different things. Do we change the formation? I don't really want to see that because the front four are firing on all cylinders. So maybe personally for me, if I were to do something, obviously we're going to have Tommy start in there. Uh, I think he's just been playing there, obviously. He's got the rhythm. And then I think you just move Beeson to left back, and then you give Walls or Agron a good shot. I think both of them are ready. I think both of them are ready to step up to bat, especially when we've been seeing all these defensive problems. I think they're ready to say, hey, maybe I could be the fix to this. If you want to know more about the game-specific highlights, though, you can check out the Aftershock, whether it be on this YouTube channel at Aftershocks San Jose, Instagram at Aftershock SJ, or even TikTok at Aftershock SJ. But now, let's move on to... I mean, same old, same old. I don't really got anything new to say as far as... Losing the lead again, yeah, it's very frustrating, but what, what are you going to do about it? It's like, some of it was unlucky, some of it's lucky. It just, it keeps happening every game. You need to figure out a way how to just, sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's not. Some, just how to get across the finish line. I think that's what we need to see. One thing, two things I wrote down directly, though. Um, at the end of the game, personally, if we have a lead, I don't want to see us playing around in the back as much. Now, I'm not just saying hoof it up the field every single time and then sit back and park the bus every single time, but... I liked when we took it to the corner. Shea did a great job at one point where he got the ball. He took it really far left and then went really far forward. And they delayed and they swung it around for a while. Let's just keep doing that. Just keep doing that. Buddha was up there once we uh, put Shea in. Buddha was up top. He's fast. Try and find him the ball. All men back on the goal they got scored to. But, you know, hindsight's 20-20. It's whatever. And then the, other, the last thing is I just wish we didn't default to crossing it every single time we started to panic. I thought the play was so lovely early on. But it really didn't see it play through the middle too much. And then especially when either they would draw 
or it was late in the game, we really just result to panicking to send it wide, cross it in, hope we get the deflection in. So that's a little bit frustrating. Now on to the positives. Great move, ball movement early on, like I was just saying, great ball movement early on, really saw it swing side to side, saw it's going forward, off ball movement, so that was really good to see, just want to see it more continuously, especially in the first half, we're seeing it be great, just need to develop it through the full 90. Both goals came from direct plays, I mean, Jabo went directly towards goal, we were inside the box, yes, I guess it originally came from across, so a bit of a hypocrite on that one, but the other one, Espinosa gets it, he plays directly through the middle instead of trying to take it wide and then cross it in, so this is why I think we should play through the middle more. Now, again, I, I like crossing it, and I think we should do it every once in a while, but it shouldn't be every single play or the majority of our plays. We're doing well offensively. I mean, there's only three teams in the West who have scored more goals than us. I believe it's uh, LA, Austin, and then I think Nashville has a lot of goals, and then there's four teams in the West that have, we have 36 goals, there's four teams in the East, sorry if I said West earlier, uh, now I'm talking about the East. Four teams in the East that are either at level with us, there's one that's at level with us, and then three are above us. Again, the top three teams, and then there's one middle team that's kind of in there. So offensively, we're clearly figuring it out. So I don't know why people are hating on that so much, saying we need to change all these different things there. I get the big harvest on defense though, so clearly we need to find a way to patch it up, but offense is doing great. Gotta give it up to JT again. Huge save in the 86th minute, and he somehow got his hand to that one at the very end. He's I know he was hard on himself at the end of the game for not saving that, but that's that's not on him, in my opinion. I, to have a deal with the shot six yards out, I don't think any keeper in the world is going to be like, yeah, I'm saving that. Like, <laughs> it's it's just ridiculous ass. And then my final positive is with, actually, you know, I got two more. Espinosa, again, great game from him. Absolutely electric. Great runs. Great direct play. Absolutely what I'm seeing from Espinosa. Having a standout season. Just absolutely incredible. Again, I thought he had more of a poor start. I was hard on him, and I just got to apologize. He's... He's really brought it back together, in my opinion. He's playing and he's evolved his game this season. Great to see from that. And then Jackson Yule, I think that's another one who's really improved more and more. These last two games especially. Now everyone's going to say, oh, well, because he wants to go to Charlotte. He's playing... It's... No, no. The rumors are there. He's going to constantly have rumors. If he wants to go... Oh, uh, I don't see it. I, don't, I really don't see it. I really don't see it. Anyways, but I thought last game he had a great game, and in this game I thought he was really good, playing direct, driving the ball forward, really passing and moving. That's what I saw in the stadium. Maybe if I rewatched it, I saw something different. But Jackson Ewell in these last two games have been great for me. And that brings us into our unsung moment of the match. Jackson Ewell, early on, played a beautiful ball to Jabo. I just thread through the needle, thread needle through the thread. I'm, every episode I have a saying, and I just don't actually know what they are or what they mean, but you, you get what I'm saying again. He just absolutely threads the pass, and it barely, oh, actually, it's perfectly towards Jabo. Jabo made a great run, too, but the keeper's just able to get there a little bit quicker, and I, I don't even remember, that one might have gone out for a corner, but it was such a great ball, and it was just really, it wasn't in the highlights, really understated moment from Jackson Ewell. And that goes to my unsung player of the match, Jackson Ewell. I think Ewell uh, had a great game. I had just two games in a row, I've just been harping on it for the last minute, two minutes, so I think I've explained it enough, but yeah, Jackson Ewell's my unsung player of the match. So let's move on to some fan questions. The first one here comes from Michael B. Pastor asking, are we fortunate to get a draw a PK and a goal uh, sorry, goalkeeper error for uh, our goals? No, I mean, like, that's what happens in the game, right? You make mistakes or someone makes a bad pass or someone just reads the run a bit better. Yes, you could. there's a bit of luck in everything, but we still had to finish. We still had to make the good runs. We still had to do this, that, and the other. Uh, it happens in a game. Uh, we could also argue that we were unlucky that... Um, uh, John, I was calling him Jabo three times. JT wasn't able to get his hand fully across the save. Um, no, that's just how the game goes. I think a draw at the end of the day is a fair result. And again, I totally think before this match started, 
everyone would have been like, oh, Real Salt Lake? Yeah, draw would be great. That's a good point. Like, you circle that on the calendar, like, if we get one point there, that's pretty good. We'll try and get a win somewhere else. Now, 100%, the way we lost, and it feels like a loss, the way we lost the three points to make it one, that's devastating, and that sucks, and that's why it's so frustrating. But again, I, overall, I don't think we would have been mad with a draw. It's just how it happened. Next one comes from Abram asking, players leaving good or bad thing? I think this also ties into the rumors. I don't think players are really leaving, maybe a few of them. Um, I'm just going to say a good thing. If they don't want to be here, just like you don't need the negative Nancy in the locker room. Yeah, I'll suck if Montero, J-Bo, JT leave. Like they've been obviously all-stars this season, but you know, there's more players in the pipeline. There's more players coming through eventually. And like at the end of the day, we're near bottom of the West. So if they don't want to be here, good riddance, bye. Same thing with Nick Lima. Yeah, we could use a right back right now. Didn't want to be here, bye. J uh, Bingham didn't want to be here, bye. You know, we got JT in return. So we'll find someone eventually. But yeah, I, I, I want to keep these guys. These are a cool group of guys, but if they don't want to be here, bye. Uh, Luis Velasquez asks, do you think we're heading towards a rebuild? What are actually chances of making the moves that are rumored? No, no, we're not rebuilding. I, I don't see why. I don't think we should. I, I don't care about the position right now. Yes, it sucks, and I care about that. But I had see a lot of great foundation. Again, like I said, there's very few teams scoring more goals than us. And remember, we did we had games where we didn't even have shots on target. So we got a lot of these goals late in the start of the season. A lot of teams have been consistent. We got that start late. So clearly the front line's working. Got a lot of midfield promise, whether it be Skane or Jakaris, who don't even touch the field. And then we have Montero, who's been a star. Yule, who's great. Gregoosh has been good. Uh, Remedy and Yudsen, a little bit older now, but I've been liking what I've been seeing. Obviously, it's just, and I don't want to single out anyone on the back line, but we just need a bit more defensive presence, some veteran stuff. So I don't think it's, uh, I don't think, I think a rebuild would be bad. I think that'd be really, really bad, because I think we kind of are in that rebuild right now, and I think we just need a few more pieces to get that squad we were really looking for. And then, uh, no, Lopez, like I said earlier, I think Lopez maybe, I think that's has some validity to it, but the other ones, no, it's just talk. And like, that's fine. I don't think that's rude of any GM to call and be like, hey, we want this player. And then Leach is like, okay, we'll think about it. Okay, no. So realistically, no, I don't see any of those happening. And credit to the Earthquakes, they're really good about being like, oh, uh, you want to go there? Okay, we'll try and see what we can get the best of, and if we can get you to one of these teams, we'll try. Sports franchises don't usually do that, so I'll give the Quakes that. And the final question comes from Raider Dave 74 Who is your favorite Quakes fan, and why is it Dave Romero? Ha 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 